have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12. Kia ora, welcome to another episode of Fill Me In, a Redeemer Church podcast. We are the podcast that talks with Christians, people who are following the Lord, people who walk with the Lord but weren't raised to do so, and somehow along the way, uh, by the grace of God, have stumbled into the flock. Um, a big shalom to all of those who are zealous for good works. This is episode 7 already, already up to episode 7. A happy Tuesday to everyone who's listening, and I'm here uh, with Lisa. Shalom, Lisa. Hey, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> not not going to give me a shalom? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, good to have you with us. I've been excited to have you on, and I actually had you in mind as soon as this idea was conceived in my head, I thought, Lisa's got to be on here. So I'm glad we've got you here within the first 10 episodes. Um, good to have you with us. Would you just be able to introduce yourself? Who is Lisa that mm. is talking to us today? Well, hi, yeah, I'm Lisa, Lisa Alofi. Um, I am 54, we've just been talking about that, so I mm. um, have been around a while. Um, and I am married to a wonderful man called Lama, who is Tongan, and I have one son, Micah, um, and both of them are in Tonga this year, um, oh. for Micah to do his final year of high school and um, learn some Tongan language cool. and reconnect, and I live with extended family in my home, so I'm not here by myself, which is great, and I am a teacher, Yeah. and have been doing that for 34-ish years, so that's a, a wee veteran. while as well, yes. Yeah, so I'm sure go. there'll be lots of stories to come out <laughs> uh, in terms of that stuff as well. Could you tell us about your Christian life uh, at the moment? What does it mean for Lisa to be Christian in 2023? If you were to say, I'm Christian, what are you meaning exactly by that? Mm. Unpack that for us. Um, well, I think it's always meant, and with growing probably fervency, you know, to mm. seek to follow Christ as best I can with his help. Um, obviously very fallibly, mm. and um, but increasing, I hope, dependence on him to do his work in and through me, and to be of use to him yeah. in some way, and um, yeah, and to grow in love for him, for his word, for his people, mm. and um, and to share that in the opportunity in the realms that I have to influence. So, yeah. mm. How many years have you been a Christian? Um, I have been a Christian since I was 14. So um, there you go, you can do the maths. That's not... 40 years. I know, that is crazy, man. <laughs> That's very cool. So crazy. you have been, we were just doing the math before, you have been a Christian longer than any guest on this podcast has been alive. So, so that's very cool. So this will, there'll be a different flavor here and there'll be, there'll be sagely wisdom uh, to come from this episode, I'm sure. That, that's awesome. That's that's great to hear. Um, so we do this a little bit non-linear. So here you are now, as it stands. Here's this Christian called Lisa. Uh, that hasn't always been the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you maybe tell me a little bit about your uh, childhood or whatever was normal and, and what that looked like before mm. you came across Christianity? Sure. So um, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. Um, my parents were not believers. Uh, my... My grandparents on both sides had some definite reverence or fear or in some sense of God mm. and believe, you know, um, my paternal grandfather went to church and was an elder in the Presbyterian church. And then my um, grandmother on the other side of my maternal side uh, was a devoutly Catholic mm. and was very, um, 
you know, keen on being part of that. So I had some knowledge of God, had been, you know, obviously in attendance, was baptized as a baby, right. um, those sorts of things when, yeah, so I had that, but I wasn't, yeah, my mum and dad were not Christians. My dad uh, and my mum uh, separated when I was about five and a half. Right. So uh, that was pretty significant um, milestone in my life. Mm. And then we moved to my grandparents in Dunedin, um, for about 18 months and I would attend church with Nana um, and I think seemed to naturally believe God existed I didn't seem to think that was a problem oh, when okay. I was young yeah um, and then yeah and then we moved a lot I went to six primary schools in you know six years and right. um, yeah things like that so it was a uh, I guess quite disjointed in some respects mm. um, my upbringing, um, my mum was amazing. She did a great job of raising my brother and I on her own, pretty much. And uh, yeah, and so yeah, didn't establish probably great friendships in some right. ways because I was, you know, quite transient mm. um, and things. So there was, I don't know, I guess a sense of, I don't know, disconnect, but really right. longing for belonging. Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel that that disconnect was there? Like, do you think that was something you were quite conscious of as you were going through the primary school years or sort of as you reflect on it? Yeah, probably more reflect on yeah. it. But I, and I think the way in which I, you know, even approach friendships or things like that, trying to, yeah. you know, hold on to what you could sort of thing sure. and realising that, you know, that isn't sort of how you can do life. So long term. But yeah, so I know there was, you know, probably a, you know, a need, a need of me and probably a lot of that, yeah. I guess, you know, <clears throat> relates to... You know, not having my dad probably around mm. more than anything. I think yeah. that was pretty significant. Well, I know it was yeah. in my world growing up yeah. and things. So, yeah. How often would you see him? Um, he, When we moved back from Dunedin to Gisborne, um, he, within six months, had moved from there to Whakatane, which was sort of the reason we moved back to Gisborne was right. to be close to my dad so that we could spend right. time with him. So, yeah, it was very sporadic. We were supposed to be there for holidays, school holidays, at least a week of them. And he, you know, but it, it, it was very much at his whim, really. Right. So it wasn't it wasn't very consistent yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, and he got on, you know, with his new life, I guess, if you could call that. Yeah. So, yeah, quite different. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. Um, that sounds hard. Mm. Um, could you tell us where, I mean, you've alluded to some of it already, but where... Jesus started slipping into mm. this story. Mm. So aside from obviously just having been to, you know, church or to mass and stuff with my nana, when I was in year six or standard four in those days, yeah, um, I was on the cutoff, so I can I can translate. <laughs> I know both of them well. Good. Yeah. Um, Sorry. So yeah, class six for those that were yeah. even way behind yeah, yeah. me. But um, so there were a couple of other girls who were also from homes that were not believing homes and they had been going to a girls rally at Bethel Chapel in Gisborne um, which is Open Brethren Church there and they invited me to come along and so I went along and then started to attend rally. So can you just rally. help for our listeners because yeah. this is a word I've heard many times growing up in my life and uh, in, in my upbringing, rally. Mm. My parents have talked about rally. Uh, they're they're brethos from way back. <laughs> brethos of the brethos. <laughs> yeah. And um, when I hear rally all I can think of is like car racing. Yes. Um, no. So what for our, for our listeners what is a rally? Okay. So every girls rally or and there was every boys rally as well is um, an organisation that where it brings young people into 
church, I guess, in that sense, mm. into um, having opportunity to um, meet together with other young people, and there are leaders who take you through um, crafts and devotions and the opportunity to earn badges by doing cool. certain things and stuff like that and learning memory verses and taking you through, you know, um, some, you know, Bible study type right. things and stuff like that. So it was it was it was fantastic for me. Like it filled, you know, more than one sort of I guess need in my life in terms of, you know, friendship and companionship mm. as well as yeah. you know, the opportunity to come under God's word, which was totally. fantastic. So, right, yeah. thanks for that. So mm. so you go along to Rella. Yeah. And so, then what happened? Yeah, and then obviously um some wonderful ladies that used to take that rally, um uh, you know, would always share the word of God with us, mm. and um, and I, I remember, you know, just drinking it in, really, mm. like you know, and thinking, well, this all seemed pretty natural and normal, to be honest. And I, and from rally, started to attend Sunday school. Um, and there were just four girls in the Sunday school with this young guy, would you believe, taking our Sunday school class? Poor guy, um, <laughs> and a guy called Richard Witherford, and he. Um, shared Christ really clearly with me, gave me a New Testament, cool. and um, and I was ten at the time. So and I remember thinking this has to be real, mm. um, and and made I guess some form of commitment um, at that stage. But um, would have to say was pretty um, nominal in terms of mm -hmm. just you know it was a thing to do, a decision to make, right. and then you know the way that I lived. Um, you know, the rest of the time and probably the next four years of my life was certainly not very God-honoring, I sure. don't think. Um, so, yeah. Mm. Okay. And so the next four years, so yep. my math tells me you would be 14 yeah, by that point, and that's cool. the point earlier you said you yeah. <laughs> you came into the fold. Yeah. What led up to that? Um, so I'd been really involved with horses, actually, at that stage, and that had been definitely the direction I thought my life was going to take. Um, and mm. that was, I'd always loved animals and um, had then been part of um, helping at the Riding School for Disabled, but also helping yep. the guy that managed the place um, re-school horses and do all sorts of things. And I really thought that that was where I was going to end up. Had obviously started to attend youth group as well yep. as that, as um, and it sort of rally had sort of gone for me by that stage. And then um, actually went to a certain sounds concert, which is not a thing anymore, but in days gone by. Okay. Um, what is it? I don't so know certain sounds, Y1 were um, run, I think, from Youth for Christ, which was okay. an organisation, and they used to train up young people with singing and dance and drama and, and right, um, okay. messages and things, and then they'd go around schools and... Yep. Um, do big rallies and things like that and so um, and then from that we were involved in you know um, with Youth for Christ involved in getting dramas and other things together and we went to from there went to a conference in Wellington called Capital Teen Convention which was the big okay. Youth for Christ sort of rally yeah. and there was a guy from Australia that spoke and I remember him um, his name was Andrew something, somebody, but he spoke and he talked about um, the church in Laodicea and about how oh. it says, you know, God says if you are neither hot nor cold, no. but lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Yeah. And I just remember being very overwhelmed, I'm sure, I, by the Holy Spirit that that's exactly what I was, that I was right. lukewarm, that I was playing mm. with God and playing, you know, whatever else I wanted the rest of the week. And... And that time, I um, yeah really 
sense God leading me, repentance and wanting what God wanted in my life, mm. that this was a turning point for me of yeah. that there was no going back. Yeah. So, yeah. Was that a process sort of after that or do you feel like right at that point that was sort of... Oh, I think it's always continues to be a yeah, process, sure, but you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. In terms of a decision, if yeah. there's be such a thing, that, that in that moment in time that I knew that I wanted Jesus more than I wanted the things that I'd been involved with, which I know as a 14-year-old, it sounds nothing now as 54, but horses were you know, mm. a huge part of my life. And I don't know, the love of that passed away, like died, and I realized that that actually wasn't going to be how... I was best going to mm. fulfill what I needed to do or, or be or whatever. So, mm. um, yeah, things really changed. And I became involved in youth leadership mm. and really wanted to share Christ with others and, you know, and to right. encourage people and their faith and, you know, and my very, you know, I guess elementary faith at that stage. Yeah. And, and, and God really implanted in me a, a desire mm. for his word. Like it just seemed to really blossom from there yeah. and then I just really loved listening to people teach and mm. wanted to read God's word and to learn and and I remember very early on, very early on thinking once you know I was able to work and, and earn an income and things that I really wanted to be able to go to bible school and do something yeah. like that because you know yeah. I wanted to learn and grow so yes that's great and mm. obviously the spirits at work sanctifying you if you don't like horses anymore <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's, that's great that tends to happen I still uh, <laughs> t- <laughs> tell me about going to Bible school yeah Bible school was great it was a wonderful um, season in my life it was a hard season personally but a wonderful season just to I remember a few times just sitting in a lecture th- theatre thinking my goodness like I get to do this all day mm. like you know and you know, to listen to men and some women, you know, preach and teach and um, be trained and mm. to have opportunity to wrestle with ideas and to grow and cool. all those sorts of things, I think was just a, you know, a wonderful, mm. wonderful season in my life in yeah. terms of growth and, and something I'd wanted to do. So being able to do that personally was, you know, yeah. was really what something was the, special. What was the name of the school? So it was New Zealand Assembly Bible School at the time, cool. um, which doesn't exist any longer as it is. I think it's now Pathways, okay. which is the you know yeah. um, um, meeting together of uh, Glow and and um, New Zealand Assembly Bible right. School that was. So yeah. And how long were you there, Lisa? So I did two years. Mm-hmm. So I did the first year thinking that's all I was going to do, yeah. which was sort of just a you know survey of the Old Testament, New Testament sort of thing. And mm. then yeah, I was really convinced that. It'd be worth staying for a second year and mm. um, doing sort of an advanced diploma in theology and Christian ministry. So yeah, cool. so I stayed on and I think there was only about six of us, I think, in yeah. our second year. So it was great. Were yeah. there people, like, as you recollect, it might be, it's been a couple of years, mm. um, were there a lot of people that went who weren't necessarily going to be in ministry or to be a pastor or something? They were just going because as a Christian, I want to understand better? Mm. Or was it more people going, nah, this will be my track to... Mm church pastoring or planting mm. or something I, I think there was a mix of both yeah. I think there were people that um, you know that just that wanted the opportunity mm. to um, spend you know quality time in God's mm. word like that and uninterrupted I guess and also um, you know I guess some direction of mm. where God might be using them in the future yeah. and then there were definitely those and they have you know gone on to mm. in fact I think they went from there to Sydney to finish right. their degrees um, some of them or other places sure. Or overseas and have continued mm. on in full time, you know, Christian ministry in, in that sense. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Over the years I've known you, 
I've known you to have a you know not only a high respect for God's word, but you can tangibly see that you know you mm. know it, um, you you reflect on it, uh, these sorts of things. How formational do you think your time there was for your Christian life since? I th- I think the I think it it was, but I think I was blessed before that. I think mm. being part of a a strongly Bible believing church. Um, where the word of God was preached every Sunday mm. and Sunday morning and night, like yeah. I think was formational and for me that there was such a high regard for God's word, um, I think taught me and, and I'm not saying that every Sunday I you know was listening attentively or things, but I just think that that was part of that. And then when I left Gisborne, I went to Palmerston North to Kingston Street okay. um, Chapel and the same. Right. We just had such quality men teaching the word of God and mm. we yeah we were so richly blessed yeah. by that so I'd had all of that yeah. and then Bible school was sort of almost the icing on the cake yeah. I guess in that regard um, yeah. for me uh, so and we'd I'd been part of you know groups where we'd just met together and had you know spent time in the word ourselves mm. and then came together and one of our elders met with us yeah. and we could work through you know sort of verse by verse mm. stuff and things like cool. that and and all of those things that just, you know, um, I guess honed me and mm. helped me in that way grow. And, and I was part of home group that was intergenerational. Mm. I think that was formative when I was in Palmy. I think being with people from yeah. young marrieds to, you know, wonderful old widowers, That's you know, cool. that were 80 plus mm. that had had walked with Jesus, you know, for such a long part mm. of their lives. Um, and I think all of those things. But yeah. people that just loved God, loved his word, and yeah. I was very fortunate, you that's know, cool. to be around people like that. That's mm. that's great. Um, so I'm sure we'll get back to some of that stuff as well, because mm. there's more I want to unpack there. But what I have been asking a lot on this, and, and I think it's definitely a, a good line of questioning to go down, um, God, God blesses us with people along the way. Um, the Christian life is mm. not meant to be alone. Um, there might be odd, rare exceptions, but you are not it. Um, so get some people around you. And in God's good providence, he brings people around you uh, a lot of the time. And especially if you're not resistant to that and, and pushing back against that. Could you maybe talk about some uh, people... There's a few decades worth of material here, but mm. um, just, just some key people along the way that have been um, mm. an encouragement to you and have shaped you to be the Christian you are now? Mm. Yeah, look, I think... Um... Oh wow! There's probably so many actually, and mm. um, but just the even the ladies that faithfully came and picked me up, right. Alison Campbell that came and or Effie Canuda that came and picked me up, you know, every second Monday and took me to rally. Like yeah. that, I we didn't have a vehicle, you know, right. so they committed to doing that, and that enabled me to be yeah. in a place where you know I was able to hear the word of God and those things. Um, from youth group leaders to um, when I was in Palmerston North, families that believed in me, believed in what God was doing. Mm. Um, we didn't have a lot of money, so there yeah. were wonderful people that would, you know, uh, put money in my mm. in a card in my letterbox so that I could catch the train to go to Riverbend Christian Camp and be oh. a leader during the holidays yeah. and things like that. I mean, those people uh, are people that have been a huge part of god doing his work yeah. in me so uh to christian families you know not growing up with a mum yeah. and dad um families that had just allowed me to be part of their family 
um, was so special, seeing how marriage worked, you know, right. between um, a husband and wife and growing kids and just being allowed to eat, you know, meals with them or be part of their family have been such special mm. um, times. And there's been a number of them, obviously, over, uh, you know, a number of years that have just been such an integral part of helping me mature yep. and grow uh, to eldership, um, I think, yeah. particularly of Kingston Street. Um, the men that were elders there were so, I don't know, so encouraging and so mm. willing to allow us to, as young people, to have a go at things, yeah. you know, and so often said yes. And when they said no, and they occasionally did, it wasn't a big drama because right. we knew there were reasons for them to say yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. And so that was wonderful. They they allowed us to, you know, to cut our teeth in ministry and, you know, and um, were willing to meet with us, you know, as young people mm. who were full of, you know, vigor and whatever and sometimes probably not enough wisdom and sense, but they listened and they sure. engaged with us and they didn't shut us down, right. but they corrected and things. So, yeah, there's been mm. lots of people like that. Um, uh, obviously, books as well have been part of people that write, authors, mm. um, that's been a big part my journey but yeah there's been lots of people that have and if I was to single people out I'd feel um, awful because I know I'd miss someone and God's bought friends you know yeah. for seasons sometimes you you know you thought it would be a you know lifetime of friendship but that's not always how it happens sure. but there's been seasons of that where the Lord's allowed you know that closeness with someone and ability to sort of mm. you know iron sharpening iron yeah. type things so yeah that's mm. great mm. that's very cool I mean, you, you've talked about a number of them already, but just to sort of fill in the gaps, if there have been any. Looking back, are there any things that you, as you reflect, you go, I'm really glad it happened that way, or God was very good in me learning this quickly? Mm. I think connecting connecting into a local church, for sure. Yeah. Um, being involved with others who love Jesus and who are heading the same direction. I yeah. mean, there is no doubt I can know there are seasons of my life where growth has been much richer than others because of the people that I've been with. So those opportunities to, you know, spend time uh, doing Bible studies with people who really wanted to grow mm. and that you weren't afraid of, you know, being wrong in front of because yeah. I've been wrong lots of times, you know, um, but being able to engage in that way and also I think um, also having someone that you're also mentoring like in some ways that maybe isn't as far along as you yeah. I think discipleship grows you as much as it grows sure. the other person because you're really conscious of the fact that there's someone that's following you so don't want to make them no, twice a son of hell no <laughs> no definitely not <coughs> yeah. like you know so yes those awesome. things I think are that's yeah. very cool mm. and it, it's I mean obviously we can see a lot of that in what you do Every day, um, mm. which we will, we will get to. Mm. Um, so the opposite side of that, are there things that maybe are areas that you've had to grow in, things that you've sort of reflected on and gone, ah, wasn't nailing that at the beginning or that wasn't healthy or just mm. things that you regret and wish had gone a little bit mm. differently? Mm. For me, probably just the maturity around relationships sometimes. Okay. I think some of, and probably, I guess not trying to make excuses but probably some upbringing the insecurities sure. around that stuff so yeah. I think I wish there'd been sometimes some more mature woman to you know like that had 
that I'd been more willing to mm. maybe maybe I wasn't as teachable as I might sure. have been, you know, and just um, listen to them maybe help me do relationship better sure. with people because I think I learned some things, you know, in a much more challenging way than I sure. might have. Yeah. So you know, so some of that stuff and just yeah, yeah, that yeah. for sure. Cool. Mm. Talk to me about Christian education. You're mm. you're a Christian teacher. I don't know how you'd want to mm. say that. Mm. Some people will say, "I'm a teacher who happens to be a Christian," and so that's not the way to say it. As a Christian teacher, tell me about mm. that world and how you see your role in that, and and what mm. you're trying to do, and mm. all, everything that goes with that. Yeah. So I obviously didn't. Well, I did not obviously, but I didn't start off in Christian education okay. um, when I graduated as a teacher. In fact, I was probably. Uh, fairly uh, opposed to the idea of Christian schooling at the time. So I spent 10 years in state education Mm -hmm. um, and actually wasn't going to go back teaching after Bible school, but the Lord um, definitely opened that door to uh, head back that way. And Mm -hmm. and then within a few years of moving from Auckland to Tauranga, um, then moved to a state school there and then was flatting with a girl who was teaching at a Christian school and... She said, you just need to come and have a look. And I was not very keen on doing that. Um, I really felt like being salt and light and, you know, all those things that I, it was the best place I could, you know, impact for the kingdom. And then, long story short, ended up going out to this Christian school and had the certainly sense that I should apply for a job out there, which is uh, uh, not something I was expecting. And um, so only applied for one of three jobs. Yeah. Um, and was like, okay, well, Lord, you'll need to show me if this is really... Because it felt like a, quite a significant move for me to move out of state and into right. you know Christian education and things. Um, anyway, I um, did win the position and, um, and I remember getting organised for school and standing in a classroom and realised that feeling like I'd sort of come home, that some of the things mm. that the Lord had allowed me to be part of in the past from camping to Bible school to youth work to all sorts of right. things um, that it felt like it sort of all came together a bit mm. and that and that I was going to get paid to yeah. like actually be able to talk to these kids every day <laughs> about the word of God yeah. and pray with them and lead them you know and that so that was amazing and yeah. so that's been a near you know what 20 something year journey of Christian yeah. ed 24 years or something so yeah. Um, and it's amazing that I get to do that every day. So I think it's a wonderful yeah. partnership between home and school where yeah. I get to help mums and dads that need to work, have to work, yeah. um, uh, to raise their kids to love and fear God. And I think what a privilege to do that yeah. um, as a job yeah. and um, and a calling, whatever. And yeah, and as long as we can in this country... I yeah. will. Yeah, please, so, Lord. Yeah, indeed. Absolutely. Obviously, my father is uh, very grateful to you because uh, you taught my wife. So yeah, that, that's, crazy. I'm sure she would not be the woman she is today unless she had spent that year or was it two? I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't uh, there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in your class. And then me personally as well. So I was a teacher before I'm doing what I'm doing now. Well, I am a teacher a little mm-hmm. bit, but, yeah. but did a lot more hours of it for a few years. And my first two years were spent in a, I guess a, I don't even, what do we call that space? 
shared space a shared space yeah two classrooms and we did a whole bunch together and i got to see you in action um for for a couple of years learned yeah. so many things and in some ways this conversation is really just catching up after um way too long because <laughs> we would have i feel like a chat like this at least once a week it was yeah, great it was. um so such an awesome opportunity and they're really cool um connections that you get to make that i still i still have connections with some mm, of those students absolutely. now it's, it's well many of them it's it's very cool let's talk about scripture what is what is the bible that sounds like a dumb way of saying it. Tell me about how the Bible fits into your life. <laughs> that mm. might be a better way of saying it. I was going to say, what does the Bible mean to you? But <laughs> that could yeah, go better. Yeah. Well, I mean that. <laughs> wow. I think, oh, wow. I mean, the Word of God contains everything we need for life and godliness. Mm. So it is, it is so important and it has been such a... Oh, wow. Continue, continues to be... Uh, such a wealth of truth mm. of who God is and what he desires of me and um, is such a level oh, what's the word I want to use it, it like you know for someone that probably a personality wise is not the you know like does not just sort of sail and you know like a steady line unlike my husband and you probably yeah. actually but you Two know words. like I, I, yeah <laughs> exactly I remember that but you know like for me it's just like you can all it, it's the same every day you know and that's a wonderful yeah um, deeply secure place to be you yeah. know it's unchanging yeah. it's eternal it's um, and it provides that bedrock, yeah. you know, for life. And so I'm not left wondering, you yeah. know, and Beautiful. that's just a one when so much changes from yeah. day to day, you know that God's word doesn't. Yeah. And um, and you can be in it forever and not yeah. plummet steps. And I think yeah. that amazes me. Sure. Over yeah, 40 years, I'm like... I read some of the same passages and think, holy, yeah. how come I never saw that before? Yeah. Or, you know, totally. or, yeah, so. Or connections between that yeah. and the passage. Like, I never noticed this. But it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Th- this, I'm sure, is a struggle as it is for everyone else I've talked to. So don't uh, think as I ask this that you're, you know, I'm expecting you're nailing it or anything. Mm. But how does Lisa Alofi go about working the Bible into her life? Mm. Yeah, sometimes much more consistently than others, that mm-hmm. would be true. Um, I try to read through a book of the Bible, like rather than, um, you know, and just do, um, you know, sections of it sure. to try and get some depth rather than, you know, but I also do try to listen yeah. so that I'm sort of getting it in a broader context yeah. as well. We read together as a family cool. at night, so we read a couple of chapters a night, um, wow. and then sort of just talk about some of those things yeah. together. Um, Where are you guys reading at the moment? So we just finished Colossians cool. last night. So yeah, awesome. so um, so we're doing the New Testament this that's year. Great. So that's been really good for us as yeah. a family to do that each night, How most good. nights. So that's good. Um, so yeah, and I obviously um, yeah. So I have I don't think since I've been married I've been as good about journaling and stuff. I used to when I was single right. I did that pretty almost religiously could I say, but. Um, mm. Yeah, not not been a much harder thing to do as a wife and mum and working and all those sorts of things. So You've got a lot to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but loved it when I, you know, yeah, part of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, this is this has been great, Lisa. Thanks so much for all of this. We're going to do some rapid fire questions now. I always say this, but it's just worth saying again. 
rapid fire don't take that to mean you have to be necessarily short in your answer because I'm probably going to be guilty of making it drag as well do with it what you will okay. so first question you're on a deserted island you can only have five books of the bible with you what <laughs> what ones are there uh, Genesis Romans Ruth Revelation mm. and probably either Ecclesiastes or Proverbs get it Ecclesiastes, I'll just snub that one in there for some quality control. No, that's not right. Not quality. I love Ecclesiastes, is all I'm saying. Um, what's your life verse? Do you have a life verse? Yeah, I do. Psalm 86, verse 11 and 12. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. What book of the Bible would you like to know or understand better? Still haven't got your head around it to the degree that you'd like. Oh, probably Romans. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Best thing about being a Christian? Purpose, hope. It's not... It's a lot. Uh, purpose, hope. Um, assurance of being right with God. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. You mentioned authors before. Mm. Favorite Christian authors... Or thinkers, we'll go plural here. There'll be a number, and then feel free to lay out the Lewis, the books. C.S. Lewis, <laughs> yeah, for sure. What do you like about Lewis? Um, I love the fact that he's such a thinker. Mm-hmm. I think that that was a huge part of my own journey of faith yep. in my teenage years, and so I appreciate that about him. And he was so incredibly articulate. Yes, like phenomenal. The not pithy is the wrong word because that makes it sound like it's shallow, but just ability to mm. put things in statements that were like, yes, yeah, like, totally. you know? So, yeah, appreciate him. And I haven't read all his stuff for sure, but mm. just his life and ministry. And that there was so much that wasn't known about him in terms of the way that he chose to live in order to give to others. So it wasn't just that he was such an academic and mm. had such an ability, you know, to reach and speak to people like that, but he had such a heart for the poor and for, mm. you know, for people around him. Awesome. So yeah, wonderful man in terms of life and, you know, Settle it once and for all. What is the best in the Narnia series? <laughs> no. Oh, I can't even do that. You can't? Um, well, Voyager of the Dawn Treader, Last right. Battle. It's definitely not The Magician's Nephew. Yeah, okay, that's good. Cool. We'll continue to argue about it. That's fine. What, uh, what would you say is your favourite of his non-fiction? Ooh. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe Surprised by Joy. It's an amazing book. It's an amazing yeah, book. Very amazing A book. very, yeah. 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 Cool. Mm. If someone was listening and wanting to dabble in Lewis for the first time, what would you recommend they get started on? Oh, I think mere Christianity is hard to go by. Like, I think it's a it's a pretty good place to mm. start. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Yeah. There'll be an episode dropping tomorrow in our time, but it will be out. By the yeah. time this comes out, where, yeah, a girl 20 years old says mm. that, um, yeah, Mere Christianity was yeah. instrumental in coming wow. out, which is very cool. Lewis, anyone else that you think, man, this has been... Super influential. Oh, um, Sean and Josh McDowell have okay. had a big impact on me, apologetics wise, just yep. in terms of my own, you know, faith journey. Yeah. Um, and you got to hear them yeah, live, did. live in concert yeah. in 2019. Yeah, John Lennox. I enjoy those guys. Apologetics yeah. is obviously a bit of my jam. Um, and 
um, Natasha Crane, who's okay. a female Elizabeth Elliot. She there was a lot who was Jim Elliot's wife, right. the you know one of the missionaries that was co- killed in Ecuador. Right. Um, her she yeah she writes amazingly. Yeah. Um, and so she was quite paramount in my teen years actually yeah. in twenties. So I read quite a bit of her. Um, yeah. Oh, J.I. Packer. Yes, and we disagree on whether we yeah, enjoy listening to him, but his books are incredible. His yeah. books are amazing. Yeah. He's another guy. He's like Lewis, that his yeah. ability, or they are like each other in terms yeah. of their ability to just put things so mm. incredibly succinctly and just beautifully. Like yeah. it's, it reads, you yeah. sort of have to read them again because it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, those guys. Awesome. Tip for Bible reading. What would you recommend? Do it and keep doing it. Um, That's great. Yeah. That's great. Favourite Christian song? Yeah, I'm not great with those. Um, Because, okay. yeah. Um, um, Favourite Christian song? Uh, probably uh, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. Beautiful song. Would be definitely one of my, you know, all-time faves. Love it. Favourite thing about your church? Good teaching, great outward focus to the community. Um, and committed to growth awesome Mm. well this has been another episode of Fill Me In a Redeemer Church podcast interact with us on Spotify drop us a comment on this episode let us know what you thought of it nice comments only Lisa's a little bit more sensitive than me so I don't know how she'll take it if you're too negative give us a 5 star rating if you so desire our website is www.redeemerchurch.org.nz this has been another episode thanks for joining us Lisa good to have you with us Grace and peace to you all. Fresh spring, and to one lost sheep, a shepherd boy.